When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeremy Evans with the Believe in Sports Lab podcast, your host via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, December 30th, 2019. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas and wishing you a uh, Happy New Year as well coming up here in, a, I guess, a couple days. So today's show is on the five ways to better uh, sports venue deals, or more specifically, five ways that cities and sports franchises can negotiate better deals for sports venues. So a little bit of background on this. I think that it's important to kind of go through some of the background and kind of talk about some of the recent events that have happened to give this some context. So if you remember, there was a situation with the Chargers, San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, and they had had a stadium situation with Qualcomm. And what had happened was the stadium was essentially built, I think in the 19, probably I think 1960s or so. It was built. And the Chargers were there using the stadium. And after years of rent abatements and uh, Americans with Disabilities Act litigation, it ended up being that the Chargers were actually paying the city of San Diego, or sorry, vice versa. The city of San Diego was actually paying the Chargers to keep the Chargers there. Now, of course, that gets old after you know just one month or even a year. Uh, but to do that over a significant period of time, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, from the time that some of those things started to happen, it's obvious that's a significant amount of money. And I think when a, when a city looks at that and they go, okay, well, what is the team providing to the city? You know, um, is it championships? Is it fun? Is it excitement? I mean, it's all those things, right? And ultimately, uh, you know, st- studies have shown that the more successful a team is, um, the more they can sort of push that envelope, right? The more concessions they can get from a city, the more tax uh, abatements or tax breaks they can get, the more land they can get for free or at a discounted price, the more percentage they'll get in a development deal in terms of real estate surrounding a new ballpark or arena or stadium. And of course, how many stories have we heard beyond just the Chargers? You know, you look at what's happened with the Rams, and that's a privately financed stadium, but of course, some of that land was given at a severely discounted price. And of course, there are some issues there with litigation with regard to uh, the Clippers now, because the Clippers want to build their new arena there across the street, or basically the same parking lot as the Forum where the Lakers used to play, and leave, uh, essentially the Clippers would leave the Staples Center and uh, sort of add to that whole new development going on over there. Uh, with the Rams and Chargers' new stadium. So, and of course, we look at uh, the Oakland A's and Oakland Raiders situation, and they've been in that 
the Coliseum for years, uh, the Oakland sort of county Coliseum there, or I think it's called Alameda County Coliseum or whatever the official title is. But ultimately the point there is, is that both of those teams um, have, you know, made the playoffs, um, especially the A's the last few years or so. The Raiders, not so much. Um, obviously made the Super Bowl, um, I believe in the last decade or 15 years or so. And of course, uh, they've had some success, right? And it is a well sort of appreciated and well recognized franchise, and the and the fan base is is you know definitely one of the best in terms of loyalty. But both of those teams play in in what is admittedly an outdated stadium, and of course the A's have tried to move. They try to move to um, what was it, uh, Santa Clara and San Jose, but ultimately the Giants blocked them from that because of their territorial rights and sort of a funny sort of caveat to that or ironic piece of information is that it was the A's that sold those rights to the Giants. So uh, initially the A's held those rights to you know the San Jose area. And of course the Giants claim that that's sort of one of their big fan bases, which is true. I think there's probably a lot of A's fans there too, but um, that being said, it is what it is. And so we have a situation where you have a lot of these teams who, you know, uh, are essentially either trying to find new venues or they've built new venues. And then usually it's the city or the county or the state, generally the city or the county, that is a partner in it. And the problem that occurs there or the problems that occur there is, you know, sort of a lack of due diligence or just folks entering into bad deals. I mean, look at the St. Louis Rams situation where they leave, they go to Los Angeles, and St. Louis is kind of stuck with this bill of what do we do with this stadium? What do we do with the upgrades that were occurring? What do we do with the bonds that were taken out to upgrade that stadium and all those types of things? And this happens all over the place. And now what we've we've sort of seen a turn in events, though, I will say over the past maybe five years or so where, where I see teams and cities, particularly cities, getting a lot smarter about these things, meaning that they're not going to negotiate against themselves. And you can see that where you have franchises who are also sort of falling in line with that and being more willing to privately finance stadiums. You know, famously, the San Francisco Giants uh, ballpark uh, has done this formerly, what was it, the Pac Bell, then AT&T, and now it's Oracle, uh, Oracle Park. But uh, that stadium was privately financed. And obviously, land was sort of given at a discounted rate. And that sort of thing. And sometimes free land is given in the sort of interest of development. But, um, you know, of course, the, the uh, Ram Stadium is privately financed. Uh, Dodger Stadium was fi- privately financed way back in, you know, the 19, uh, 1950s, late 50s and 60s. I think 50, I want to say it was uh, 1959, I think was the first season. So, um, you know, sort of we have... Uh, these examples of teams sort of uh, doing their part to add more to the proverbial pie and and sort of making it so that cities are not having such a tax burden. But then you look at places like San Diego, where and we mentioned the Chargers, but then also look at the Padres. That was a four hundred and fifty million dollar uh, ballpark there, Peco Park. And when all said and, when all was said and done. Ultimately, the city was on the, the hook for half of that in terms of building it, in terms of development and everything else. Now, the city can obviously benefit from tax dollars uh, from that, but uh, it still sort of begs the point 
of what cities are doing and uh, sort of how that looks. And so before we get into the five ways that cities and sports franchises can save time and money when uh, negotiating venue uh, deals, as, as we sort of gave the background here a little bit earlier, I'm going to jump into a uh, advertisement really quick for my bookie. So Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag and make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promotional uh, promo code BLV, again, BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. So, folks, back to the uh, content here, and we're talking about the five ways cities and sports franchises can save time and money, more particularly how they can enter into better venue deals. So we've gone over the history, and then here are the five points that I think are important to note. Number one, hire outside counsel and experts. I can't tell you how much how many times uh, arrogance or pride gets in the way of this the old saying. You know, pride comes before the fall. It's so true here when you're looking at, you know, folks in um, whatever it might be, city attorney's office, the county, you know, the county sort of supervisor's office, whatever it might be, negotiating these deals, city council. Now, some of those folks may indeed be attorneys, but you know, the old saying too about, you know. Um, you know, it's essentially the worst client you can have is the one that represents himself. And 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 so it, it's sort of an interesting thing is that you want to put yourself in a situation where you have great advice coming in. And and let's be honest, being prepared is 90% of any deal, trial, negotiation, arbitration, deal making matter, doesn't matter. The fact is, is that everything in life is about being prepared for the opportunity or the challenges that arise. And challenges always arise. Change is, is inevitable in that way. And hiring outside counsel and experts to research and offer opinions can make for more well-informed managers, particularly those making the decisions on what team do we want here and do we want to allow this team to leave when you're talking about relocation or you're talking about expansion of a sports franchise and, and a league in some city. So again, these things are really important. And research, preparedness, and negotiation skills are the three most important ingredients when brokering a deal. So, you know, these franchises need to put themselves in a good spot. 
the managers need to put themselves in a good spot of hiring outside counsel and experts to make great decisions. You know, you'd rather spend, let's say, $10,000 on an expert to give you an opinion, which you may not like. Maybe you hire another expert and they give you the same opinion or a different one. But the fact is that you've put your due diligence in. And I think that's really important when you're making these decisions. So again, number one is hire outside counsel and experts. Number two, understand history and performance. There's something to be said before signing on the dotted line that all parties in a negotiation need to check on the history of bad deal making. We just spent you know five to seven minutes, whatever it was, talking about all the bad deals that have gone on, and good ones for that matter, in sports franchise venue development. So on you know, one hand, you can see cities being stuck with debt, uh, like the St. Louis example, or even the Oakland example, or even Los Angeles in some cases uh, from years past. Uh, when both the Rams and the Chargers left, and uh, and for that matter, um, the Raiders. And on the other hand, uh, looking at sports franchises being stuck with playing in old and broken down venues. So, again, sort of considering this in the larger picture, you know, wrapped in all of that sort of analysis and all of that data from what's happened in the past and all that information, you know, you can really sort of determine, okay, what's the next best step, and where have cities and or sports franchises perform the best. Now, interestingly enough, for the most part, the data shows that when a sports franchise plays in a new venue, there's usually some initial success, particularly with sort of fans attending games and revenues, not necessarily with uh, success on the field, although that does happen. And that generally the teams playing in older venues struggle with attendance and other things. So success is not necessarily tied to it in terms of like, let's say, win and loss record. Um, but it is something to keep in mind as the health of a franchise. You know, it's wrote an article on this a couple of years ago about the strength of a sports franchise. It's all in its venue, its lease, its personnel, and, uh, and, and sort of the other factors that go into that. So again, venue is an important part of this and understanding the history and the performance related to venues terms of revenues or even success uh, is, is good to know. I think sometimes you're looking at plans for a beautiful new retro venue and you're like, oh, wow, this is great. But then you end up making a bad decision because you, you know, you sort of get too excited about, uh, you know, the, the new project. So again, having some context there is really important. So that was number two. Number three is looking at uh, having multiple offers and options. This is where your negotiation skills really come into play. You know, again, negotiation 101 consists of one major component. It's options. If a party uh, has one option, you know, the, let's say they're negotiating with one city or one team, you know, obviously that's going to uh, weaken that party's position because they don't have anything else. And they may be forced to go into a bad deal to save face or just to make the deal happen. Uh, famously, I, I give the... Uh, Mayor of San Diego, Kevin Falconer, uh, some credit here with regard to the fact that uh, he let the Chargers walk. And he said, you know, basically no more. We're not going to be in a position where we're paying more and more millions of dollars to keep a team here uh, when it's not necessarily benefiting the city. Yeah, the fans were upset, you know, that whole thing. But ultimately, you looked at, you know, sort of on-field success, right? Or you looked at sort of what was going on financially. Forget about success. Uh, it was just not benefiting the city in that way. And uh, the deals that they tried to broker just didn't come to fruition. And 
I give the city and the mayor a lot of credit for doing that uh, with regard to San Diego. So, you know, the takeaway here is that asking for something and standing up uh, for a negotiation position with facts and data uh, is not going to be done by somebody else. The parties have to do that. The negotiators have to do that. And frankly, you can also create options that lead to opportunities. You know, maybe, you know, if on one hand you have the city taking out the bonds and maybe they have a higher percentage of payback or they're on the hook for it, okay, well then maybe you also give the city a chance to to benefit in revenues or something else from the development of property. You know, you get sort of a public-private partnership. There's a lot of ways that this can be done. But ultimately, this is all sort of the give and take and the deal-making aspect of it. And then, uh, so that's that's number three. Um, and then number four is using analytics and understanding finance. You know, currently going through an MBA right now, it's it's interesting. You realize how much you don't know about finance. And, um, and frankly, it was a very difficult class. But uh, the experts in the business will tell you, especially the analytics experts, that you know, that analytics is a part of every environment these days, entertainment, media, sports, any business decision, uh, there's going to be analytics, there's going to be data, and there's going to be folks who are analyzing that in terms of what's the next, you know, decision, what's the best decision, who are our customers, all that sort of thing. And, you know, to have that data and to make those decisions is just really important. And of course, uh, with analytics, the same goes with financing. You know, having somebody in place to understand how the deal is structured, you know, who's on the hook if something goes bad. And I think, frankly, that's where a lot of teams have gotten into trouble. You know, they haven't anticipated certain things or they haven't had certain indemnifications and protections. And so I think those create issues and, and ultimately creates bad blood between teams and um, uh, cities and counties. So again, this goes back to, which is really point number one, adding to point four here is that, uh, you know, hiring experts and being prepared, um, you know, really run through the life and length of any deal. So that has to be kept in mind. And, you know, frankly, let's, let's use the resources we have in front of us to do that. And then lastly, the ability to walk away. You know, you can't be in a state of fear of losing something. You have to be able to do what's best for you, best for your client, best for the team, best for the city, the county, whatever it might be. So no deal is worth selling the future unless the other party is willing to sell its future and obligations equally. And you can't expect, you know, a, and of course, franchises should not expect to be in a position where they're giving away the farm and vice versa. You know, a city is going to, you know, put up millions and billions of dollars to develop, you know, something, but then not really see much of a return, whereas the team, you know, gets an immediate return. So those things have to be considered. And of course, that's a generalization, but so these things have to be sort of uh, talked about and negotiate. And the ability to walk away is such a powerful tool. And, you know, really note that any deal generally gets better with time and options. You know, this is sort of a, the example I might use would be the Zeke Elliott, you know, example of um, him sort of holding out and waiting out, waiting out, waiting out for the better deal. And there's obviously different people who might disagree with this or that and say, oh, well, you know, holding out is bad and there's loyalty to the team and all that. So in that sense, maybe not the greatest example, but I think in the sense that, you know, when, you, when you're in a negotiation and, uh, you know, you're the team or 
or you're the city or the county, you have to be willing to walk away. So again, to recap, folks, the sort of five ways that cities and sports franchises can uh, save time and money in uh, deal-making for venues. Number one is hire outside counsel and experts. Two is understand history and performance. Three is have multiple offers and options. Use Number four is use analytics and understand finance. And number five, have to keep in your back pocket the ability to walk away. So folks, that was it for today's show. Uh, there'll be an advertisement after uh, we close out here. And we'll look forward to being back with you next week, Monday, January 6th. Hope you have a wonderful New Year's and wishing you a happy new year and hope you had a wonderful Christmas. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law with the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you. Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into Canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere and it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Get big canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.